This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, you all didn't know the old me that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Hello, Canada and Canadian uh, football fans, Canadian sports fans around the world. Don't mind rude me. I'm just sharing this show in all the various bunch of Facebook groups. Here we go. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. No, not any breaking news yet today, but there might be. There might be. This is episode number 411 of Canada's uh, daytime sports talk show. RP here, Moose DuPont there. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. That's good. Yeah, you? You ready to talk some football? Let's do it. Well, this is the warm-up for the Fort Season Sports Palace. Come in and warm up. You're home for the NFL. And uh, on this Flame Tech Football Friday, we got some big guests for you. John Frenzy's here. He's on the sponsor's couch, which is still relatively empty because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. We were really getting something going there with sponsors rolling in here and watching in the live audience. And then the virus just wiped it up. Yeah. But Lynch is there, and he looks very comfortable. Uh, Tory Gurley will be with us, our NFL insider in week one. Uh, sorry, in hour one. And of the Green Bay Packers, wide receiver Reggie Begleton of CFL fame as well with the Calgary Stampeders. And the newest member of the Toronto Argonauts, Martavius Bryant, will be joining us. Did you know that, Frenzy? Yeah. Martavius Bryant coming on the program today. Real nice work. Real beauty, Clark. Lining up guests here again today. But let's jump into the quick six show topics, please, because they don't all pertain to football, but a lot of them do. Um, point one, maybe you could announce this, Dupes. You can be the PR guy. Super Bowl 55, it hasn't changed. The Chiefs are favored by 3.5 over Tampa, which surprises me a little because it's in Tampa. We yep. can talk about that. But we've got Super Bowl coverage all next week. Can you announce the title sponsor of yeah, it? Yeah, Original 16. Woohoo! Our title sponsor for Super, Super Bowl, Bowl coverage, coverage all week long. So that'll be great. Looking forward to it. But the line's not bad. The Chiefs obviously favored, even on the road. I mean, the way they played in the only matchup between the two teams all year. I mean, Tyree Kill at 200 yards receiving in the first quarter of that football game. It's now, a three-point game. Tampa came back, made it close. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting. It's a... It's a tough one. I saw this morning that uh, in Vegas there was a $2.3 million bet placed on the Bucks, which would net a $2 million winning. 
So that's the wow. big bet that came in over the uh, last 20. Do you know hours. the guy? Uh, not personally. He's not. <laughs> he's not in my phone contacts, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, Great Western. Super Bowl coverage here on the RP Show next week, and we'll have NFL personalities each and every day beginning Monday. Shoot, we got a couple today, as I just mentioned. Yep. Three of them, actually. Uh, so point two as we move on from that. So the Houston Texans have hired a new head coach, Cully, and that did not change Deshaun Watson's mind. He officially asked for a trade yesterday. And now the question is, where will the Houston Texans ship this guy? Like he wants out. What happened to Desha- Who hurt him? Because you think it's Bill O'Brien, but he's gone. And Deshaun Watson still wants out. I mean, we've got resident Texans fans who watch this show every day. Can you guys tell me what I'm missing here with Deshaun Watson? But the question now is, where will he go? I was on TSN 1290 radio this morning in Winnipeg, and that was the question that one of the ones that came up with Jim Toth, and I'm sticking with the Jacksonville Jaguars because the word at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, my football guys are telling me all they're talking about down there is Matt Stafford going to the Cowboys. He's a Dallas kid. I know. Like Old women talk about old men. Old men talk about the weather. And football people talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? So, I will say Jacksonville. Where do you think Deshaun Watson goes? Uh, I think he goes to the Jets or the Dolphins. That's who is on his list. I, I, I just think, you know, that's, that's where he'll end up. The Dolphins or the Jaguars one's interesting. That's what Adam Schefter proposed. He didn't say, but he's, he didn't say it was happening. But he said, interesting, would you trade Deshaun Watson to Jacksonville for the number one pick to be uh, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. And it was back and forth, obviously. But you get a 25-year-old quarterback in his prime, one of the top you know, five quarterbacks in the entire NFL, or you get a number one pick who will, who could, if he pans out, will be a top five quarterback, but there's a chance that he won't. So take the sure thing. I think so. Interesting. So Don McNeil, right on cue, Texans fan living in central Ontario says ownership in Houston is, and has always been a disaster. Well, Deshaun Watson's proven he's a dynamic quarterback, but he hasn't proven necessarily the ability to win. Him wanting out might be part of the problem. Now, Robin and Prince Albert says maybe that Watt rant was directed toward Watson. Remember J.J. Watt a few weeks ago at the end of a game, because they missed the playoffs, it was a regular season game, saying guys here don't care enough? Maybe it was directed at Deshaun Watson. They got big problems there. But I'll, I'll go back for a second. Look at Connor McDavid. said the other day, nobody would blame him if he wanted out of what's going on in Edmonton. I've got more and more and more respect for that kid because he's at the podium again last night. They could have just replayed the film from Tuesday's news conference with the loss at the Jets. I don't know if you saw it, but he looks so deflated, so down. And you see all these other players just in other sports, but no less talented, wanting out of bad programs. Is that just the difference between hockey and football? No, I don't think so. I think it may be overall, but you want, you want people in your organization who want to be part of the solution, right? You want Deshaun Watson, your star quarterback, to be the guy saying, look, at, this is broken, but I'm going to fix it. I'm going to lead the locker room, work with, you know what I mean? You want people in there to try and fix it, not guys that just run away as soon as there's an issue. Right? As soon as it's not great and it's not good, I'm going to ask to go somewhere where it is good instead of being the guy leading the way, trying to build good culture. Right? Yes. Well, you don't know what's going on in a dressing room. You don't. 
And when you do find out, it's like an athletic insider column or something. But it's rare. So I don't know what's going on. We go by what we see from the outside. I like this one from viewer Greg Clevgard. He says, ask Boomer. Boomer Esiason, people just aren't letting that go. Clark, have you asked him to come on the show, Boomer Esiason? Not yet. We're going to put out a line in the water and see if Boomer Esiason will come on and talk about all these things. Right? We should. But it just seems like we, Boomer Esiason seems to hate the CFL. What happened to Boomer Esiason? Who hurt him? Did he come to Canada and get punted out of the brass rail? Like what? Who hurt you, Boomer? I don't remember all of his career. I'm like, did he did he take a big loss to Doug Flutie or Warren Moon Apparently somewhere? They're buddies. Like, I'm trying to think of like the timelines of when he was. He playing. seems to hate the CFL. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Who hurt you, Boomer? I've tagged him in several tweets and have been, not been acknowledged at all. Not that that's rare, but Pat McAfee's acknowledged this. Spitting Chicklets has acknowledged this. Who hurt you, Boomer? Moving on. Uh, point four. We won't spend a lot of time on this. We'll wait until Frenzy comes in. The Edmonton football head coach. Let's talk about who it's going to be. You notice that I got all hot and bothered Monday, Tuesday, and then whoosh, it yeah. just went away. So we'll spend more time with Frenzy because he wants to talk about that. Point four, Thursday, NHL leftovers. 13 games last night. It was supposed to be 14, but the St. Louis Vegas game was postponed. Um, I don't know where you want to start. I could go down to my five leftovers that I tweeted this morning that's getting a lot of reaction. Uh, The Leafs are number one overall still. They won in Edmonton, but who doesn't? But good for them. Good on them. Yeah. You know what? It was a... It was a fun hockey game because of all the scoring. Zingle, zingle, tie, they're up, tie. So it was a fun game. And I actually, in that third period, felt a lot of suspense. I didn't know how it was going to end. So that was really great. The penalties like slowed it down. A lot of penalties. A lot of penalties, especially in that third period. It slowed the game right down. But I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty good. Um, So pretty happy overall with with that one. And uh, in the New York game, is Lafreniere not a bust now that he scored in overtime? Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good getting his first goal there. But no, the Leafs-Oilers game was it was fun. I'm going to my Twitter feed. Here, here were my leftovers. Mm-hmm. How long will the Leafs be number one overall? The Capitals are winning without Ovi. Honestly, I was looking at the score sheet last night going, where's Ovi? And then I'm like, oh, yeah. He's on COVID suspension. They're still winning. Yeah. They're very good. They are very good. They haven't lost the regulation. Uh, point three, when does Calgary become concerned? They've lost three in a row. I wouldn't think they would yet. But, well, they probably are. I'm not sure they should yet. Okay, I don't know why Markstrom didn't play last night. Point four, the Kachuk brothers equal the Hart brothers. I was trying to find some brother duo that were that like to fight. Yeah. And as, who are those YouTube stars right now that are fighting on? Uh, the Pauls. Yeah, maybe Jake that would Logan be. With, Paul. They're like the Pauls, but nobody would get that if I said that. Yeah, no. Westwood really liked on Winnipeg Radio this morning that I compared them to Brett and Owen Hart. Because if you noticed last night, both Kachucks were chucking the knuckles. You got Keith. It's like the Hart Foundation. <laughs> the exactly. Tachuk Foundation. The we got to get a name. It's the, the Tachuk. Kachuk Foundation. Exactly. So I, last night, if you watched the Ottawa and the Flames, both Kachucks were chucking the knuckles last night. And I'm like, what, what, what's you guys' game supposed to be? Like, I get, I think Matthew is the heart and soul of the Flames, and I don't know enough about the Senators, but I, if Brady is, that would probably be a good thing for the Sands. 
But do you want them in the penalty box doing that kind of thing, or do you want them scoring, or do you care if you're their coach? As long as you're winning games. If you're not winning games, now we got problems. Well, neither, which neither is one. Happening. Yeah, <laughs> neither one is. Um, and point five, the orders slipped out of a playoff spot last night. If you noticed. Uh, but it's only week two. Those were my five leftovers from last night. And where this is catching on is Habs fans now wrote and said, when's Rod going to talk about the Habs? Well, probably when something bad happens with him, because I tend to point out the negative, and I apologize for that. I hate the fact that I watch hockey critically. I hate it. Do you? Sometimes I do, but I know. And when that happens, I'm like... This isn't fun. This isn't why I want to watch no. the game. Just to be that guy. I'm going to put on a... It's when you put on Netflix and just be like, look it, I got to check out. It's um, it's hard. It's like I want to just put my feet up and watch the game. And I might... That might last for five, ten seconds. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're dissecting. And st- I don't... Oh, but... How do you break yourself of that? I know. I know. And I'm dissecting the broadcast. I'm dissecting, the, you know, the camera well, angle. Most times, I don't even listen to the broadcast. My wife quite often says, did he just say that? Or did she say that? What? I wasn't listening. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, point five, the Western Hockey League returned to play. A lot of people talking about this. Uh, it did come a little out of the blue. While we knew the WHL and Junior A Leagues have been dealing with the governments, all of a sudden, boom, an announcement that the Alberta government has said, yes, you Alberta teams can start playing beginning February 26th. Like confetti in the air. <sighs> I feel like that's just... Another hurdle cleared, and they move on. But it's not easy for anybody. Not easy for anybody. I was just talking to a guy the other day that's going to Hawaii. He talked about all the checks he's got to get. One in Saskatoon, one in Saskatoon, then another in San Francisco, and then another one once they land in Hawaii. $250 per test. I don't think it's any cheaper for a hockey team or a football team. So these junior leagues, it's going to be very expensive. They're doing it for the players. I've been told that some teams don't want to play. They've gone on notice. They had a vote, right? Why? That's your thing. I don't know what to say because I'm hearing things from right in those meetings of what's going on, but I'm reporting very little of it because nobody else is reporting any of it. I'm like, are we supposed to be quiet here? I know. Or does nobody else know these things? I'm just not going to say anything. But I, I heard who two of the teams were that didn't want to play, and the rest of the teams were like, well, have a nice winter. We're playing. Right? And good for them, by the way. So, again, it's positive news, but not much else is known. And then the obvious question is, okay, so Alberta's playing. Awesome, Alberta. What about BC? What about Saskatchewan? What about Manitoba? I believe here in the rectangle, we're good to go. We're ready. We're waiting on Manitoba, who's got strict, 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 regulations on COVID, which, by the way, is fine. Do what you're going to do, but we're probably going to play. Yeah, I I would hope that Saskatchewan will follow suit here pretty soon. Um, I can imagine that the plan's not a whole lot different than what's going on in Alberta or what was presented in Alberta, and a little bit easier to travel around. And So I'm I'm all for it. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah. But February 26th is still... It's closer than we think, but it's still a little ways away, and things can change. But it's opt- a reason for optimism. Well, we're hearing of players arriving in town and starting their self-quarantine of certain teams. I just don't know how much we're allowed to say. Larry Dye in Medicine Hat says, that's your job to break it down, Rod. No, I don't think it is. I think my job is to sit here and have coffee every day and talk about the games. That's all. I'm not the analyst. I'm not Kelly Rudy. I'm not... Louis DeBrusque, that's their job. I would like to break myself of that habit. That's all. But I don't know that you ever can. 
I didn't have a point six. Do you have a point six? No. Do you want me to have a point six? Yeah, I could come up with yeah. a point six. I guess we do have breaking news, and I sh- from yesterday. Is it still breaking? If it's yesterday, we're going beginning February sixth. The Rod Peterson Show is going to Access Now Television. Uh, Access and I have had a wonderful 25-year relationship, and it continues with the RP show going to Access Now. And how many communities across the Saskatchewan? Oh, man. I think it's 80. Yeah. 80 communities across this fine province will be carrying the Rod Peterson show on Saturdays and Sundays at noon, beginning February the 6th. That's next weekend. Yeah. So that, that is exciting. a .6. That's a pretty good one, too. That's very exciting. And just on the footnote of that, we should remind everybody of Monday's show change, which you know coincides with us moving to two hours on national television, uh, starting at noon Eastern every day. So no longer will the show... Um, it won't be on right now. It'll start at noon Eastern. will be hour one of the program. Yep. So you can uh, get ready for that. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, all year round. Um, So that's really exciting. I told Lynch today, this is the last day that I'm picking you up at 9, Lynch. Next Friday, I'll be picking you up at 10. This is the greatest time slot in broadcasting, just so you know. Yeah. 11 to 1, and then once the time change, it'll be 10 to 12. I can handle it quite nicely. So there's the quick six show topics. The rock star of the day yesterday, interestingly enough, was Jason Tatarnik, the head coach and general manager of the Estevan Bruins. A lot of revelations revealed by him yesterday, not the least of which is he coached former Coyotes GM John Chica and Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those sports connections. I love them. There's always six degrees of separation so, yeah, in sports. It's like two or three I know, degrees. right? Yeah. John Frenzy in the bunker next. Thanks, Dupes. We'll see you a little later. Yeah, see you guys. This has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Come in and warm up at the Four Seasons. Your home for the NFL. And uh, we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV. i got to get this right. It's all good. There we go. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right, welcome back, uh, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. Frenzy, you're going to need your headphones for this interview, okay? I believe they're turned on. John Frenzy's appearances are for Wheaton Kia, as are Tory Gurley. And our NFL insider joins us today. Lynch has a list of questions for you, Tory. So before I turn you loose on him, Tory, let's... Let's start with the Deshaun Watson situation. They've hired their new coach, and he still wants out. It's the number one story in this NFL. What do you know about it? He's just fed up. You know, over many years, he's watched guys like Jadavian Clowney. He's watched DeAndre Hopkins. He's watched um, his first-round left tackle. All these guys have been shipped on to other places, and it's just he and J.J. Watt. And as of now, J.J. Watt is still a – he's now more a, of a ambassador than a football player. Uh, it's, he's not the same guy because of injury, but he's still great for the community. And I think that's the only reason why J.J. is still on the roster. But if you look around, he just doesn't have enough, enough help. So Deshaun is looking around in the NFL. He sees that Tom Brady was able to get with Tampa. 
and had the success he had in the first year with having all the weapons. And he just wants to be in a situation where he can go out and win football games. And that's something they're not doing in Houston right now. I'm on record as thinking he'll go to Jacksonville for that number one overall pick. Lynch, you think think about where you think Deshaun Watson's going to go. Where do you think he's going to go, Tori? Uh, I think a great fit would be anywhere that ha- that needs a quarterback. So I would say San Francisco. Uh, they're looking for a long-term quarterback. Uh, Chicago <laughs> easily could use them. So uh, yeah, I like those two teams, or even the Dallas Cowboys. You know, and, and here's the thing about Dak Prescott. You know, everyone felt sorry for him uh, when Dak was injured. But now if you talk about bringing in a guy of a Deshaun Watson, now you're not even thinking about Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott anymore. And, and, and that's the funny thing about sports. But, um, you know, I, what whatever situation he goes to, I'm pulling for him because the guy is just a winner. Uh, I'm sorry. The San Francisco 49ers were taken to the Super Bowl by Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Have they moved on? Is Jimmy Garoppolo's time done with the 49ers? I know he had injury problems this year, but dude, I'm hearing hearing the same things too. They're saying Stafford to the 49ers. I think it is. I thought they had a quarterback. I think it is. No, most definitely. uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan is not comfortable with Jimmy G at quarterback. Um, I I, I hate to place the blame on one person when it comes to a Super Bowl, but if he would have played at a higher level, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs would would not have won that game. Uh, it was up to Jimmy G to make the throws, and he easily could have got it done, and he couldn't. And that's the reason why they didn't win the Super Bowl. You know, the defense did give up a huge play, but the offense had a few opportunities to keep their foot on the gas, and they just couldn't do it. And you just you need a playmaker. You need someone that's dynamic. And just because you know you were able to get a team to a Super Bowl, you got to be able to win it. And that's the same thing with Jared Goff. You know, just a couple of years ago, the Patriots and the Rams were in the Super Bowl, and now uh, Sean McVay is trying to get off that bad contract that he gave golf. Wow. Okay. Both John Frenzy and Tori Gurley, two guys brought to you by Wheaton Kia, and here they go. Frenzy? Okay, no. I got to look at Shaquille Barrett, John Pierre Paul, two of the best defensive ends in football with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got to, I think, Tori, play the game of their life if – Tampa Bay is going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in a week and a half. How do you feel about that? I still don't think that's enough. Uh, The biggest problem that Tampa Bay Buccaneers have is that their secondary is extremely young. And Tyreek Hill in the first half had over 200 yards the first time they played. And that's not going to change. And if you try to double up on Tyreek, now you have to worry about Travis Kelsey. If you double up on Travis Kelsey, now you have to worry about Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hartman, and the list goes on and on. So um, I guess the best way to try to describe the Kansas City Chiefs is that they are a juggernaut, and we still haven't talked about Patrick Mahomes playing at a high level. You know, we're just talking about the skilled players, but with him being the quarterback and the decision maker of dispersing the ball around, Honestly, the only way they can win that game is if they try to knock him out. And I hate to say that, but that is it. You know, but if he plays, Tom Brady, they don't have the offense to keep up. You know, and, and something you can't do is try to hold the ball because if you don't capitalize with touchdowns, that's something that uh, the Chiefs can get on the other end. They can score touchdowns in one or two plays. So um, I, I just think it's a bad matchup. Travis Kelsey, they're uh, tight end there, 6'4". Uh, 260 pounds, 
sensational football player. The feeling is the Kansas City Chiefs offense goes through Kelsey. Would you go along with that? Absolutely, because the most the most important the most important part of the field that every defensive coordinator tries to protect is the middle. And with Travis Kelsey always being that tight end and just roaming the middle of the field, who do you put on? You know, he's too athletic for a linebacker, but he's too strong for a safety. And most safeties don't have the coverage skills to stay in front of a receiver because he ultimately he's a receiver with with the ability to block. So it's just a bad matchup, no matter how you shape, cut it, or try to describe it. It's just, he, he's a nightmare. He, he's a mismatch, and that puts a stress on any and every defensive coordinator and defense in the league. From, from a viewer, Craig in Toronto, Craig Campbell says, Tori, how good can Martavis Bryant be for the Argos, assuming he is really committed and understands the level of play and faster pace of the game? I mean, the guy played at a high level in, in the National Football League. But with him, it's all going to be about maturity. Um, I, I've seen him not too long ago in Las Vegas. And, you know, I just, you know, I hope he can continue to just stay on the right path because it's, it's, his substance abuse really has hindered him. And, and it's the reason why he's in the Canadian Football League. You know, if, if he was walking a straight line, I mean, this guy could be arguably a top 10 receiver in, in a National Football League. So it's not the talent. It's just hoping he can stay on top of uh, his personal, uh, you know, the things he do in his personal time. Will he be content to play for the Argos after five or six games, though? Or will he start thinking he should be back in the NFL? Well, whenever someone gives you an opportunity to play, and the game has been taken and has been pulled away from you, you should be grat- You should really have gratitude towards it because uh, this thing doesn't stop for anyone. And Antonio Brown had to figure that out the hard way and Le'Veon Bell and whoever else who um, got in trouble and thought, you know, they were the NFL and it just does not work that way. Uh, stars are being born every day and every, every week we find new guys to, to cheer for because – that's the National Football League. You, you get the best of the best. So whoever, if it's a Canadian Football League, if it's an arena team, if it's the National, if it's the NFL, if someone is going to pay you to play football, you should do your best to have that gratitude, work hard, and and just kind of be aware of what's going on in life. You know, there's people out here that are without a jobs and, and homeless, and they wish somebody would, you know, pay them that type of money to go out and play a kid's game. So – um, that's just something that you never can take for granted. When did you figure that out, Tori? Uh, it, I figured that out in high school. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, what happened, my mother would make me volunteer at different shelters. And it was amazing that there were kids who I went to high school with, I didn't know lived a certain life. And it just made me appreciate that, man, I'm an athlete. People look up to me and, you know, I, this easily could be someone else in my shoes. And from there, I've always had gratitude towards the game. And that's why I stepped away. I stepped away. I, well, I retired the way I did. You know, I, I woke up one morning and it hit me. I was like, you know what? I don't, I was complaining about going to practice. And I always told myself, if I get to that, I just need to leave it alone because this is when, this is a prime time for you to get hurt when you're out there and you're not playing 100%. And I just I don't want to test the football guys that way. So I was able to step away and and appreciate the game for for what it's done for me and, and my family. 
that uh, Kansas City Chief team has a couple of guys, or two or three guys, I think they're from another league, the quarterback Patrick Holmes and Tyree Hill, and the guy we just mentioned, uh, Travis uh, Stelke. I mean, these guys are in a league of their own. They're fantastic. How do you beat a team like that in any way? How do you have, do you have a chance? <laughs> just pray they don't show up. Pray they miss curfew or something like that. <laughs> uh, that that's the only way. Uh, those guys are talented, and they can be beat. But I just don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has what it takes to beat that team. Uh, as great as Tom Brady is, it would be better. This would be a a game better fitted if he was in New England and if he had the defensive players that he had in New England because they can match up. Um, if you guys. Um, you know, we if we kind of reflect on the season. The Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots played with Cam Newton, and the game was a, well without Cam Newton, and the game was a dogfight. So imagine if Cam was playing, and that's when the, the Patriots understand how to defend those guys. They can't shut them down, but they know how to, um, I guess, disrupt the timing of their offense, and that's something that the Buccaneers they're not great at doing. I, I watched. Uh, Devontae Adams and and Marquez Valdez-Scantling last week go up and down the field on. So if you you struggle to stop two receivers, what's going to happen when you have to deal with those weapons of of Kansas City? How much does home field play into this? It's exciting that it's the first time it's ever happened. What do you think the impact will be for the Bucs? I don't think it matters. Uh, It's, I think, roughly 22,000 people. And you're going to have just as many Chiefs fans as Bucks fans, you know, at the end of the day. So if it was a regular year, then I could see Tampa Bay having that home field advantage because, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if the, the Bucks fans would try to try to find a way to buy more tickets. But as of now, with it being 22,000, that's not going to affect these two quarterbacks, you know, on either side, if it's Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, like that's, yeah, you know, that's that's like playing in a high school game to them. Uh, Tori, just lastly, uh, it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Super Bowl aside, just to the CFL for a second, we've got Martavis Bryant coming on, as you know, next hour. Let's just say he lights it up and wants to get out of his contract to go to the NFL. But you can't because you have to sign a minimum two-year deal. You were sub- subject to that. You know how it works. When the CFL comes back, and <clears throat> it will, who knows when, what kinds of things would you like to see changed? Is that one rookie imports signed just a one-year deal? You know, I, yeah, I will lean towards the player with that one year, and I, I think it's great for both parties. You know, because sometimes that's all you need. You know, you might like a guy like him. In two more years, he might be done with football just totally. You know, because most receivers, you can go get you a guy off the street. That's 21, 22 years old. You know, in two more years, I'm willing to bet that Martavis Bryant might be 30 years old. Not saying that he'll be, he can't play at a high level anymore, but for the amount of money you're going to pay him, you can just get a rookie and and, and deal with them that way. So um, that would be something I, I definitely would like. Also, probably add more uh, practice squad rosters um, and also. Um, not play as many games in a week. You know, I remember playing like three games in a week, and, you know, that was tough on the body. I understand the schedule and conflict or whatever, but uh, just be mindful of player safety, man. Allow these guys to rest up because it, playing in a football game, it takes a lot out of it. 
No kidding. All right, Tori. Well, next week we will be full-on Super Bowl. I'm looking forward to that visit. Enjoy the weekend, sir. Appreciate the time. All right, you guys take care. Good to see anybody. Our NFL insider, Tory Gurley, and his appearance is presented by Wheaton Kia. Same story as John Frenzy. Where's my Wheaton Kia lid, by the way? It's got to be, we've got to put it, display it prominently out here. Right. Wheaton Kia, you can find him in North Regina at the corner of Albert and Avonhurst. We'll be back. Sports update, CFL report, viewer takeover. Lots to get to. You're watching the RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, Twitter and Facebook, YouTube Live, and Listen Live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. Sports update. Brock Besser had two goals and an assist to lead the Vancouver Canucks to a 4-1 home win over the Ottawa Senators. It was the third time in four nights that the Canucks beat the Sens, who have lost seven in a row overall. Braden Holpe, the pride of Lloyd Minster, made 35 saves for the victory. Austin Matthews scored the winner on a third-period power play as the Maple Leafs defeated the Orders 4-3. Jason Spezza with a goal and an assist. Wee Willie Nylander. And Wayne Simmons also scored for Toronto, who's won four straight. I see our good friend, uh, Captain, uh, what, are they, what does he call himself? Lieutenant Eric. Eric Holtz is his real name. Lieutenant Eric, TSN 1260 Edmonton, putting on Twitter, what do the Oilers need to fix? <laughs> the replies. Oh, I can't believe it. Brendan Gallagher, Shea Weber, Josh Anderson, and Tyler Toffoli scored as Montreal defeated the Calgary Flames 4-2 in the Habs' home opener at Santa Rabel. NBA, Blake Griffin scored 23 points, and the Detroit Pistons took advantage of Anthony Davis's absence in a 107-92 victory over the Lakers. LeBron had 22 points and 10 assists. Remember when Blake Griffin was supposed to be the next big thing? Yeah. And then he went to Detroit. Yeah. That can do it for you. <laughs> In any sport almost, you know that? Football, basketball. Baseball. Now hockey, baseball. Yeah. Patrick Reed birdied his first three holes and finished with a bogey-free 8-under-64 for a share of the lead with Alex Noren after the first round of the Farmers Insurance Open. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Roger Sloan of Merritt, B.C. is the top Canadian in San Diego after firing a 4-under-68. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room, open today for lunch. You can find them right in the heart of the Dudney Strip, Ballers Rec Room. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I will get to the CFL report in a moment, but that's... You've had me reading here for moments on end. Let's bring in John Frenzy. We brought him here for a reason. You have a... CFL writer's monologue you'd like to do. Go. Yeah, I hope they get uh, t- uh, Charleston Hughes. they got to get a guy like Charleston Hughes back in there. Just too good a football player. He's an exception. You're going to have to make an exception for him in your, in your calculations for your financing for this year because you've got to have him. Without him, that defensive line's in trouble. We don't have a defensive tackle, an American defensive tackle, now, as it stands right now. Well, I guess we do. We signed Freddie Bishop, but I don't think Freddie Bishop's in the category of the guys we had there last year. So it's something we got to worry about. Uh, as far as the future of the league's concerned, I think there's no doubt about it in my mind and a friend of mine on the weekend that the, the 
premiers of the provinces have to get the provinces involved, province financing, like we have that for other things. I mean, that's what's going to save the club if the premiers will get in there and show they're interested in a range for some kind of support from the province. Now, I don't know how much of a fan Moe is, or Scott Moe, our present premier, but I know our past premier, uh, Brad Wall, if he were still there, there'd be money on the table right now, Rod, for the riders. Right, but you've been around the block a few times, Frenzy. I know. It's one thing to save the riders, but what's the point when the whole league's in trouble? And I'd like to know your take on this. You can talk about provincial funding. i got a lot of time for that. And I think at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, the provincial governments will step up. They have with the junior hockey teams. But when, what do you think about Scott Milanovic, the Edmonton coach, pocketing a reported $500,000 for Edmonton last year without even coaching a game? But the players have to get on their knees and beg for anything. And Charleston Hughes takes home $10,000. Scott Milanovic, $500,000. You're going to say... That's just the way things are. It's unfortunate. Nobody saw the pandemic coming. All of that, all of that's true. But if you're the government, you're going, we're supposed to write a check for that? Is that a fair question from the government's perspective? Oh, yeah, yeah. 500000 is a big salary. From, they got had to pay him $500,000 to get him. Here we go again. The Eskimos made an exception. They wanted a top coach to replace the guy they replaced him. And, and, and so they paid him 500000 He's got a lot of good points. Uh, Scott Milanovic, he's been in this league before. Good player collegially when he played at West Virginia. Pretty good coach in the National Football League. It was a real coup for the Eskimos to get a hold of him. So I can see why they paid him $500,000. I'm surprised you didn't say $700,000 because this guy's been around and he's a winner and he's a tough guy. Um, It's a tough situation. But you have to be prepared to make exceptions. When you have those hard and fast salary rules, you've got to make exceptions. And the rider exception right now is Charleston Hughes. Don't have him that defensive line. Hey, interesting, by the way. I saw him on the weekend, Charleston Hughes. And one, he goes, how did Lynch know that I had a business in Regina? He told us right here. Uh, What do you mean, the show? Yeah, but he does landscaping. He does various things. He told me out here. Or else he told me. He told you? uh, Carnival, Carnival Restaurant. I saw him at the Carnival Restaurant, and he told me that. <laughs> well, I said, listen, Lynch is part of the Old Boys Club. I said, do the Calgary Stampeders have an Old Boys Club? And Chucky's like, well, um, I don't think so. Since the Calgary Flames bought them, there's no Old Boys Club around the Calgary Stampeders. I wouldn't know. You Calgarians tell me, is there? Because there certainly is here, as you know, John. Yep. And the Bombers probably have one. Oh, they sure, for sure. I would think. The CFL in general, what I hear, is an old boys club overall. Yep. Uh, I don't know as much about that, but I know about the Rough Riders old boys club. But your friends with the Stamps have been for a long time, at least that crew. Is there an old boys club in Calgary? There has to be. There's one everywhere. Well, they're not. There used to be, but it's deteriorated a bit because they're getting older. Right? Kenny Noon is 89 years old. They don't talk to him anymore, but uh, they're getting older. And, um, you know, and a lot of them have died, quite frankly. As in Regina. Norm Fong writing, you know the great Fongo. Oh, great guy. He says, Rod, Hughes got 10000 more than most CFL players got. What are we saying about that? I'm saying Scott Milanovic got 500000 So some players got nothing? That doesn't make any of this any more right. 
I'm pointing out an observation, which incidentally, nobody would have really even known if Terry Jones hadn't reported this in the Edmonton Sun. What are we saying here? Are we saying that's just the way it is? Yep. And if that's the way that it is, I'm prepared to go along with that. That's the way that it is. I can accept that. But you might have a tough time putting your hand out to the government if this is the way things are. That's, That's what I'm saying. Sorry. Fans will be very upset. If they pay the same for their test season tickets, and the and they say and the players are getting less, the coach is still getting the big salaries, it'll be hard for them to take if they if they lose. And the fans want you to get your superstars back here. We've had a good team, and Charleston Hughes is the best defensive lineman in the league. Three times soccer. Four. Uh, four times soccer. Four years in a row, we led the league in sacking. He's a difference maker. A type of guy you gotta have. And this bothers me. When sometimes teams don't see that, they're more interested in saving the money and going, oh, we saved the money, we saved the money, well, we'll get somebody else. <laughs> you won't get somebody else. There aren't guys running around town, defensive ends in Regina, or Moose Jar, Kelly, or Edmonton, or Rule. Uh, you got to grab a guy like him. He's a leader, he makes the big plays, and it will hurt the football club if he's not there. Well, they have a financial mandate, that's all. And they're not budging on it. So be prepared for Charleston Hughes to leave town. The question is, is somebody else willing to step up financially? I want to read the CFL report, Frenzy. We have a sponsor for it. I'm still not clear why I'm not allowed to say who it is. But that's okay. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have signed American wide receiver Artavis Scott. The 26-year-old from Oldsmar, Florida, was an all-ACC receiver in all three of his seasons with the Clemson Tigers. He finished his college career with 245 receptions, the most in program history, and helped the Tigers to a U.S. College National Championship back in 2017. Scott signed with the Chargers as an undrafted free agent following the 2017 NFL draft and spent the better part of three seasons with the Chargers primarily on the practice roster before moving to the Indianapolis Colts, and most recently he was with the Houston Texans. The Ottawa Red Blacks have signed 2020 draft pick Treshawn Abrahams-Webster, as well as offensive lineman Brandon Hittner and linebacker Frankie Griffin, and the BC Lions have signed Canadian offensive lineman David Canneville to a contract extension. He was selected in the third round, 21st overall of the 2018 CFL draft after four years at the University of Nebraska. Tell me, please, who else in this land is doing a daily CFL report? Nobody else. Nobody. And the teams are are active. See that? The teams are active, folks. The teams are active, so they must believe and have been told that they're going to play this year. And they tell me they're going to play starting June 10th. Greg Clevgard writes in. He says, Frenzy is exactly right. Don't encourage him. (laughs) (laughs) What's he right about, by the way? Because he's just machine gun 87 point. (laughs) What's he right about? (laughs) Uh, And Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, writes, that's the way it is, but that doesn't make it right. Unless it's made right, the CFL is going to struggle financially. we got to take a break and come back. But you see this chicken and egg, catch 22. Well, it's the way that it is, Rod. Okay. And how's that working for you? We'll be right back with Viewer Takeover. You're watching a Flame Tech Football Friday right here on the RP Show on Game Plus Television, live daily on YouTube, and listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 
Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have the Don Cherry of football with us here in the bunker, John Frenzy, and he's going to stay with us over into hour two. Couple comments here. J. Rod Livingstone says Tom Shepard and John Lynch are the old boys club leaders. It's a compliment for you there, Lynch. Oh, good old right here. This Rough Riders football team has an old boys club, and Lynch is a charter member of it. Wayne Wayne in Victoria says, I don't agree with paying coaches, but not paying players. It's not fair. But also, the league can't survive or thrive financially doing that. Jeff Kabilis in Weyburn says, I just saw somewhere that the Habs have more shorthanded goals than 14 teams have power play goals. The Habs are hot. Yeah, they are. And Greg Klevgaard says, Frenzy reminds me of Gramps. Love the stories he tells. I bet you're a very popular uh, grandpa, aren't you, Lynch? I certainly am. I think he worked for me, but his name was Kevin then when he worked for me. Oh, you changed his name? I don't know if it's the same guy or not. He's a great guy. The, uh, is it your grandson or granddaughter's boyfriend that watches my Instagram story and loves you every Friday when you come out of your house? Is it, who is it that loves my daughter, granddaughter's boyfriend. Boyfriend, yep. Right. It was quarterback for the uh, Thunder. Yeah. Every morning, if you, uh, every Friday morning, if you watch my Instagram at Rod Peterson Official, you'll see me picking up Lynch, and the soundtrack is hot. Is it ever? Some great costumes to come to in the future. By the way, <laughs> Sean McCormick from Game Plus answering viewers' questions here on that aforementioned Instagram page. People are asking if the Rod Peterson Show is available on Game Plus on Bell TV. And Sean has answered, Game Plus is available on Bell and also going into a free preview starting February 1st for Bell subscribers. So for all of those that have Bell Satellite, the Game Plus network is available and beginning February 1st, which is Monday, a free Preview. Things are all great around here. That's going to be fantastic, man. From viewer William May, if that is your real name, he says a report out saying in 2018, the CFL had $210 million in their account. If true or not, who knows? Well, where's the report, please? Tell me where it is. Like, that means nothing to me. You could have picked that up at Tim Hortons this morning. Anyways, next hour... More with Frenzy, Reggie Begleton of the Green Bay Packers, Martavis Bryant of the Toronto Argonauts. And thanks to Tori Gurley this hour. Stick with us through the break. We're going to Game Plus in Hour 2 for the final time. It's only a one-hour show today, everybody. I had this take! Now I'm Cindy Lauper and the prick! <laughs> That's where the money is. So I punched him. Of course you did. I got balls. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.